Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching, tapping into our best life. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Cassida for Talk and Pray, and it took me a while to settle into myself. Do you know the feeling? Capable, ambitious, but wanting more, more impact, more success, more satisfaction? Me too. I've been a mompreneur and now maturepreneur. How do you like that term? (laughs) And I have a lifetime of experience, work, family, love, and loss that combined with the truth of scripture have taught me valuable lessons. I have a passion to share that wisdom with women of faith who want more. Welcome to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. Picasso Jesus. The Netflix, and I always think of it that way, the Netflix, like I think of stores like the Ross and the Walmart. The Netflix just may be another addiction passenger on my struggle bus alongside the Hulu, Amazon Prime, and BritBox for Father Brown, of course. I find comfort series that I watch over and over. NCIS, anyone? (laughs) And I'm always on the prowl for others, old or new, that will feed my habit. As a rule, my husband watches lots more television than I do, but he doesn't get the comfort that repeat viewings give me. I think it's the predictability and my ability to do other things while I watch that alleviates some of the guilt I might feel for wasting time on the tube. A while back, I found an old gem. The original Star Trek series is available to view. I'm not a Trekkie, but I like the old ones a lot. I can settle in each evening with a quilt and a game on my phone and watch an episode or two. The first pilot episode, Sans James T. Kirk, can you even imagine a later pilot episode included him, according to the internet, that I watched this week was called The Cage. The Enterprise with Captain Pike, he is Kirk's admiral in the movies with Chris Pine, is called to rescue survivors on a planet, and when Pike and Spock arrive, they find a group of crusty, aged crew members and a single, beautiful young lady, fully grown, who they are told was just a baby when a starship crashed on this strange planet. As the episode progresses, we find out that the crusty old crew members are, in fact, an illusion. They are a highly evolved species of the planet that has lured the Starship Enterprise there to capture a human specimen for their zoo. The beautiful human lady is indeed a survivor of the Starfleet ship's crash, but she was badly injured, and the aliens who put her back together had no idea what a human looked like. When the illusion is revealed, much to the shock of the Enterprise's crew, the gal has been assembled into something like a Picasso painting. That got me thinking, how much do we resemble the original? We call ourselves little Christs, Christians, but often we have assembled ourselves with little thought to what the original looks like. How many times have I read comments on social media or made them myself or been told by well-meaning people that is not what Jesus would say or do? And yet I ask myself, how well do we know him to make those kinds of statements? When scripture instructs us to be holy as he is holy, do we know what that means? 
What can we do to know him well enough to be authentically Christian, to look and act and be like Jesus? To look enough like him that people recognize the difference, that they are drawn to us like people were drawn to him. Well, here are three ways we can ensure that we more closely resemble him. One, experience him. Have you ever noticed that people who are married for decades often end up looking alike? Their mannerisms are similar, their facial expressions are alike, and they have a silent communication that is unique to them. Their shared life experiences mold them into a likeness that is only possible with extended exposure and cooperation with one another. I think the same is true of resembling Jesus. We have to put the time in. If we spend time with him, we're more likely to end up resembling him in actions, expressions, and communication. Without that time invested with him, knowing him, and doing life with him, we will present a Picasso-esque version of him to the world. It reminds me of a conversation I had with a sister-in-law a few years ago. How do you fix pumpkin out of the garden, she asked me, and I told her to cut out the top, scoop out the seeds and such, and put the top back on and bake it for an hour at 350 degrees. Her next query was, have you ever done that before? Um, no, but I read about it once. I had great difficulty convincing her it would work because I'd never experienced that method of preparing pumpkin. Similarly, if our experience with Jesus is limited only to reading about him, our likeness to him will be limited. Jesus invites us to experience him. His follow me is a call to spend time with him, to hear, see, and do what he did. I only do what I see the Father doing, he told his disciples, John five nineteen, and we are to follow his example. The chronicles of his life are available to us to explore and read and process and ultimately to duplicate. The late Henry Blackaby wrote a now classic study entitled Experiencing God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. He said, you come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you. Head knowledge is not enough. We must experience him to be like him. Number two, look in the mirror. Are your eyes where they're supposed to be? (laughs) Your lips? Your hands? When I ride anywhere with Jeff, I pull the passenger seat visor down to check my appearance. I'll do it three or four times before we reach our destination. It's not that I've changed in the last five minutes. I just can't recall what the total picture looks like. So I check again and again and again. (laughs) I think you'd call that self-consumed, but not particularly self-aware. We don't know what we don't know about ourselves. Case in point, I was lamenting about my sales business. I was feeling stuck, not performing my best, irritated with my team. And my daughter asked, how long have you been with this company? About seven years, I told her. Oh, yeah, it's time, she said. Puzzled, I asked, time for what? Well, you kind of reinvent yourself every seven years or so. So it's time. She started listing my adventures. You had homeschooling, and then you did music and youth ministry, and then you led that quilting group, and now you have your sales business. You're ready to move on to something else. (sighs) Wow. 
I knew I was multi-gifted or multi-passionate, I think the term is now. (laughs) But a pattern this predictable? I had no idea. She saw it. I didn't. Talk about the mirror of truth. James wrote, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. James chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. The same way we check our physical appearance should be true of our spiritual appearance. The only mirror that can perfectly reflect both who we are and who we should be is the Word. Seeing ourselves through the lens of Jesus and Scripture and truth will reveal what needs to be tweaked to resemble His perfection more closely. Number three, give yourself grace. After the aliens became aware of what a human should look like, they presented the image of a perfect female to the crew of the Enterprise. The beautiful woman knew that the facade she presented to the crew was not real, even though she wanted it to be. Even on our best days, it's likely that we'll be less than perfect. That shouldn't stop us from striving to be like Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote, Not that I've already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, verses 12 through 14. There is grace for the days we are less than perfect. Forgiveness when we show our Picasso Jesus to the world. His grace is sufficient to cover our sin. Like the alien's cloak of beauty, Jesus reveals himself in us when we surrender to the process of following him. The Apostle John wrote, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is." All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. 1 John 3, verses 1 and 3. And again, Paul wrote, Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity face to face. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. After they discover the truth, the Star Trek pilot episode ends with Captain Pike asking the aliens, Will you restore the girl's illusion of beauty? And they answered, they do better than that. They give her a companion who looks like the dishy Captain Pike, of course. <laughs> 
I'm grateful that Jesus restores our beauty before God, that our Picasso Jesus, our imperfect reflections of Him, are not the end of the story, and that He has given us a companion, His Spirit, to be with us on our journey to seek out new life, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Father, Your word says, this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. 1 John 4, verses 13 and 14. Thank you for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that we are in Christ, and Christ is in you, and we are one with you in Christ. I confess, Father, that I'm more often a Picasso Jesus than the real deal, returning to my old patterns and behaviors that you've covered with the blood of Christ. I pray, Father, that the me that is being renewed every day through your presence and your word would be the Jesus that people see and not the fake one I reveal in my own strength. Thank you for your grace that covers a multitude of faults and for the love that you have lavished on us. Empower us to go boldly forward, seeking out new life in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me today. Um, Have you shared the podcast with anyone lately? It would be such a blessing to me, and I hope to them, to have new followers. If you haven't signed up to get the podcast in your inbox, you can do that at talkandpray.us slash podcast. You not only get links to the latest episodes, but also a prayer focus, blog entry, and information about what's happening with Talk and Pray. Leave a rating or review, too. It helps others know if the podcast is worth listening to, and it helps us grow. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. To learn more about the podcast and to get today's transcript, notes, and other content, go to talkandpray.us slash podcast. Join me every Tuesday for more Talk and Pray. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave a positive review if you'd like to hear more content like this. This Talk and Pray podcast is sponsored by Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching. Music is In the Field by Audionautics.com. Look for Talk and Pray on Facebook and Instagram.